Grace and peace. This is A.L. Glue of Better Lifeology. I'm a pastor, mentor, author, and Better Life teacher of the spiritual community, the Better Life Empowerment Movement Incorporated. And you're listening to Better Lifeology Radio Broadcast. What if I told you that you are more than they told you? What if I told you that you are better than you ever imagined? That you have power within you, a God-given power to change your current reality, no matter how much or how little that change may be. See, this power is within you. Join us on a journey of discovery that you may live your better life now. It's called Better Lifeology. And as you learn of these skills, practices, along with the Better Life principles, you will see the results you've been praying for, the results you've been looking for, and ultimately running after. And now they'll be manifested in you. Better Lifeology is the ability to learn how to manifest your better life now. And anyone can do this. It starts with you. And we have an assignment from God, an ordained purpose, to help you build your better life experience as you're tapping into the power that is already contained within you. Welcome to Better Lifeology radio broadcast, where it's already getting better. Good evening, Better Life partners, and welcome. This is our Better Life Encounter gathering, our Tuesday evening meditation, and thank you for being here with us. We welcome each and everyone who's on the line, those who are here for the first time, and those who are returning. We thank you for being with us. In a moment, we'll be joined by our worship leader, who will be setting the atmosphere for evening prayer. In the meantime, please have your Bibles, notebooks, and pens ready as our leader and teacher will be joining us after worship with a word for us. Thank you again, and let's now welcome Sister Erica to lead us in worship. Good evening, Better Life. This is Sister Erica from Orlando, Florida. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with you all this evening. And as we set the atmosphere, um, the selection will be about God making us over and and making us and molding us according to his word, according to his will. Amen. So we have to surrender. We must allow God to be the potter and to be able to make us over and mold us into who he created us to be. No matter how much it hurts, how much it, it pushes us, but it pushes us in the right direction. Amen. So that we can be better servants to him. Okay? Amen. Lord, I give my heart and my soul to you. Lord, I want to do all the things that are pleasing to you. Take my life, Lord, 
in Jesus' name. He is the potter, and we are the clay. Thank you, Sister Erica, no doubt about it. We thank the Lord for the blessing that he is in the process of constantly shaping and molding us according to his will. Uh, I bring you greetings from the Better Life Empowerment Movement. Thank you all for being with us on our Thursday night time of prayer. Uh, generally, we take time to instruct on prayer. Then we're going to do some praying together. Uh, and I want you to grow this year in your understanding and your connection with heaven. All right? We now have the privilege to come boldly before the throne of grace. What that simply means is you have the ability within you as a believer, each and every one of you, that when you go into prayer, not only is God listening, but heaven itself is hearing the requests that come from you. And it's my prayer as a pastor and a spiritual teacher that you begin to understand the difference of effectiveness. <laughs> Excuse me, of effective prayer and useless prayer. Because I want you all to get to a place of maturity where you do not just think, just because you're opening your mouth, things are happening. No. Just because you're opening your mouth and you're asking God for this or asking God for that, remember this. Prayer is much deeper than just that church's level stuff when you want to produce results. How do I know that? If, in fact, prayer was as simple as, and I'm not saying it's difficult now, but if it was as simple as you thought it to be, how many of you know that your prayer life will be on 10? How many of you know that you'll be praying with such fervency and such joy that literally we have to break you out of prayer versus taking you away from the movies or the TV or this and that. My point is this. Prayer on an elementary level is okay when that's all you know. But a part of this ministry, our task is to help you grow and help you mature in your relationship with God that when you pray, things happen. Matter of fact, the enemy becomes afraid of you when he knows you're about to go into prayer. Every hater who hates against you will think twice when they know you're about to go into prayer. Your husband, your wife, those of you who are in relationships, they themselves will be careful when you go into prayer. See, it's that level of maturity that I'm tasked with this year by God to help you, each and every one of you, grow to. And again, it's not difficult. It's just not as elementary as you thought. And we've got to understand, just like with anything. See, have you ever saw a person riding a bike? If you never got on a bike, and you just saw somebody riding by, you in your mind would say, how hard can that be? It's just simple jumping on a bike and going. But those of you who have remember what it was like to learn how to ride a bike, you understood while it was simple, there was a process and certain things you had to understand in the process 
before you can ride that bike with one hand. Ride that bike with no, not, not even pedaling, just coasting. There's balancing, you got to understand. There's the ability to catch a rhythm when you're pushing the bike that you have to understand. Now, I'm using this illustration to bring you some clarity that when it comes to prayer, when you begin to understand how to be effective in your time of prayer, then whether it's five minutes or five hours, it will be so powerful, it will be so effective. Matter of fact, when, you get, when, when your life becomes over hectic, you'll run to prayer. You'll run to that place, that area where Holy Spirit can meet you to restore the broken areas of your life, giving you the strength to move forward. How many of you know what I'm talking about right now? This, my friends, uh, sons and daughters, people of God, was one of the greatest revelations I could have got with my relationship with God, understanding that prayer was much more than raising my voice at the highest level, going through the rigmarole. Prayer was all about setting an atmosphere that that which I asked for, I know that God will do it for me. This is why one of the things that you're going to learn, and we've already started learning in, in last year, we're going to learn, you're going to learn more about affirmative prayer. Of somebody say affirmative prayer. I know your lines are muted, but just work with me now. Affirmative prayer. Now, what is this affirmative prayer, Pastor? Now, if you got pens and papers, want to write this, want you to write this down, because I'm going to take some time to plow my way to teach you, and then we're going to go forth in this time of prayer. Affirmative prayer is the activity of establishing in mind the truth of God. It is a conscious effort to bring the truth of God into the awareness of yourself as an individual. It is the act and the response from that truth. Our affirmation prayer is the act of stimulating the inspiration with the growing awareness of oneness that spirituality brings. While being involved in one's day-to-day activities, when you are entering an affirmative prayer, then guess what? You're not praying with the hope. You're praying with the expectation. Now, in this case, I want to share with you that there is a difference of the two. Oftentimes, when you hope for something, you're not really sure if it's going to happen, but you're crossing your fingers. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. But when you expect something to happen, you're looking forward to it, and there is no way that this is not going to take place. Kind of like sitting in a chair. Nobody looks at that chair and spends a whole lot of time hoping the chair holds you up. You don't get ready to sit down and, and, and go to that chair and, and, and just go around it and say, I hope you hold me up. I hope you keep me. I hope this works out. No, when it comes time for that, for that sitting in that chair, you literally just go, and what do you do? You sit. You, you go and sit doing what? You go with the expectation that my time in sitting in this chair is going to work out. This is what I'm saying to you about the confidence you got to have when it comes to prayer. And I want to show you some scriptures that can help build that confidence 
that when we spend time praying, especially with affirmative prayer, you're able to pray in the affirmative. You're able to pray in agreement with God. See, one of the greatest things you can do is spend your time agreeing with God. That's a problem. Many of you don't know what God wants for you, or some of you, forgive me for saying that. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of you don't know what God wants for you. Uh, others do, but some of you don't. So it's hard trying to ask for what God already wants for you. You've heard it on all kinds of ends. This is not your first ministry for many of you. This may be a ministry that you are now at. Now, hopefully you're saying, well, I'm so grateful to be a part of this flow, this ministry, Pastor Blue, Pastor Lagelle, the Better Life Movement. I'm so happy to be a part. But the reality is you come from other places where you were sent subconsciously mixed signals as to how you should pray. Some of you have thought, well, if I'm going to pray, then my prayer has to only be focused on this or only focus on that or else I'm in violation of the things of God. And I'm saying, no, if you're going to be effective in your time of prayer, your prayer has to be focused on what his will is for you. And that's what I love about the Word of God. That's why we're a Bible-teaching ministry. Because this ministry is going to teach and train you on what God has in store for you as a believer to win your life. It's not looking in alignment with what God has promised. You can take a stand. <clears throat> you can stand up. And instead of you going around and saying, oh, I just, I just hope things turn around. No, things are going to turn around because I'm taking authority right now. And I'm believing God. I'm speaking in agreement with the Father. That is indeed with, with the power of prayer. So let's, let's go to the Word of God. Grab your Bibles if you can. I wonder, well, we're going to open it up right now. Go to First John. First John, that's, that's uh, First John. All right, not the gospel according to John. First John, the first letter of John. That's what we're going to be at. It's going to be in the, in the uh, New Testament towards the back. Okay? I'm going to go to First John, and let's go over to First John, the fifth chapter. All right? <clears throat> Excuse me. The fifth chapter, we're going to look at the 14th verse. All right? First John, the fifth chapter. Come on, I need you seeing this tonight. Come on, don't, don't drag on me. Don't just sit and listen to me. I feel somebody's doing that right now in the spirit. God is showing me that right now. Come on, get your Bible. Follow along. This going to help you here. Okay? First John, we're going to look at the fifth chapter. And we're going to look at the, uh, let's start with the 13th verse. First John 5, 13. And we're going to read down to 15. Because again, if there's anything we can do when we come together in prayer, it's understand effective prayer. Now, I'm not knocking any of you for ever praying the only way you knew. See, the, see when you're only able to do what you've known, you cannot be halted if you've only known that way. But there comes a time in your relationship with God where you've got to get fed up with the elementary stuff. Paul dealt with it when he came to the believers, and he said, hey, have you, have you received milk? Uh, you know, uh, uh, why you, you, you should be on meat right now. You guys are still on the milk of God. 
the elementary things of God. And this experience of God does not come or happen unless you have teachers and leaders who are leading you in the way of understanding that there is another level, there is a better experience. Somebody say glory to God. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Why? Because when you begin to now understand what I'm going to teach you tonight, and again, you're not going to get it all tonight. This is an ongoing process. That's why we show up for prayer. That's why, listen to me, I, it doesn't matter. It's one thing that we will never cancel to the best of our ability is prayer. Somebody will always be in prayer. Why? That prayer is so vital to the life of the believer that if you don't have an adequate prayer life, no, why, no wonder why the devil keeps carrying you by just the simple word of boo. The devil ain't even gotta he ain't even gotta make a horror story of your life. All he gotta do is say boo and you jump it up. Oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Ah. No, 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 no. When you got a prayer life, that devil come your way, you tell you tell the devil, hold on, let me go before the father. Uh let me let me put a side note here. Uh like I said to you a moment ago, that when you understand the effectiveness of prayer, folks will get fearful when you go into praying. I, it doesn't stop for me. I've been married to Pastor Michelle for 17 years. Uh, I think this year, 17 years or 18 years. A long time. And I still get a little nervous when she gets quiet. <laughs> Glory be to God. I still get a little nervous. Why? Because it's kind of like <laughs> you being left uh, with the siblings, left alone, and while you left alone with your siblings, you know, the oldest of the siblings say, I'm going to tell mom or dad. Now, you don't know if you did something wrong. You don't know if something happened. But you know that if they go to tell mom and dad, then hold up, wait a minute. Something very well may take place. I, I say this, I'm not afraid or ashamed to say it. I still get a little nervous when she get quiet. And it's not that I'm doing anything wrong. It's just that I know that when she go into prayer, stuff happens. Things happen. And that's one of the reasons why I believe we are, we are able to walk in victory today. Because with her understanding prayer, me understanding prayer, going to this next level, it helps in the relation. I'm saying to you that even folks who don't know you or who do know you, they ought to be on the guard when you say, I'm going to pray. I was just in a situation just recently. I'm going to give you a, a real, real life story. This is a real life story. I will not mention any names to protect the innocent or the guilty. Uh, but I was in a real life situation where there was somebody who had so casually used the name of God. And they called themselves uh, trying to speak into the life of somebody else. By saying, God told me to tell you this. Now, the issue with that, because God can speak to whoever he wants. God can speak to whoever he wants, however he wants. But understand this, and I want every one of you, my sons and daughters, my, 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 the saints of God are part of this ministry, the people of God. I want you to know that if you come to me saying God said, I'm going to judge the word, of what, what you're saying, according to the word of God. 
And if what you're saying is outside of the character of God uh, in 2019, I'm going to tell you you're lying to your face. And, and I'm going to take offense that you would dare to take my father's word and his name in vain to get your point across. Long story short, uh, there was somebody who called themselves trying to speak into the lives of another person. And uh, clearly what they were saying went totally against the character of God. Well, the person, because this person is under our teaching and under our leadership, they begin to respond. Um, I don't know about what you're saying, but I'm going to go into prayer about this, and i get back to you. Make me proud to hear that, because what happened is, that listen, the only reason why so many people can say, God said this, God said that, and it'd be so crazy and so outlandish, and people believe them because they don't have a relationship with God themselves. This is why I tell you today that there are more, there are ministries that are overflowing with people because there's one person who says that God only speaks to me. I'm the prophet of this ministry, and and that pastor or that man pastor or woman pastor who positions themselves as the prophet, everyone else who don't have a relationship with God only thinks God is speaking to that one and only person. And what they do is they clamor around ministries like that because I need a word. And here in this body of believers, in this movement, I want I want you to be grown enough where God can speak to you. Now, if God gives me a word for you, it's not going to be all because I have too much honor and integrity to say God said and he didn't say. Matter of fact, many of you who have been in council with us, myself or Pastor Michelle, we will tell you. We will say straight we would say straight up, hey listen, God didn't say this, but I'm saying this. Or if God says, we say God said this. Now you having your relationship and knowing the will of God, you're able to ascertain quickly whether it's of God or not. Listen don't you dare let nobody else pull the wool over your eyes because in this ministry, we're going to grow you in the maturity of understanding how to connect with the Father. That collectively, when we go forth to make an impact in establishing this, the kingdom of God on earth today, we're a body of believers who hear from God, who speak in concert, who move as one, who's Excited about truth. I, I assure you that if all I did was click on the prophetic button on my life and prophesy and prophesy and prophesy, we can pack out the lines on Thursday night. We can have all kinds of people lining up to get a, a uh, prophecy or to get their fortune told. No difference in a fortune teller. But when you can be empowered to know the truth, when folk get around you, guess what they'll start doing? They'll start asking you to pray. Hey, listen, I want you to pray for me. Why? Because they know when you pray, you're going to get a prayer through. And that's what it's all about. So I said all that to say this here. We've got to understand there's another level. There's another experience when it comes to prayer. And you guys cannot approach prayer feeling like you know it all. Because I guarantee you, if I, as your pastor and your leader and the one responsible for your soul, if I was to approach 
prayer with the understanding that I have already figured it all out, then I would not have been able to grow to the place where I am now to understand the power of affirmative prayer and how to be effective in the time we share. And it doesn't take five hours. Some of you need to know how prayer and meditation can center your life and bring you back to a place of calmness, a place where you're able to tap into the things of God. I was uh, in conversation with my eldest today, my eldest boy, uh, Adrian II, and we were talking about Nostradamus. And many of you know about Nostradamus and how he had gotten prophecies way back in the 1500s about times that are now and times that are to come. And many of his prophecies have been in direct alignment with the Word of God. Some have come to pass. Some may not have, but it gives. He, my son asked me, he said, Dad, uh, 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 do I believe that the prophecies are true? And if so, how did he get it way back then? And I began to say to my, my son that there is a way that you can bring yourself to tapping into the, 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 the intelligence of God. You can tap into the Spirit of God that God can give you insight and understanding like he did the first century prophets. That's why the scripture says that the Lord would not do anything unless he first revealed it to his prophets. That's before they had priests. That's before they had kings. That's before they had leaders and the environment we have today. So when I hear somebody take that scripture out of context and they say, well, I'm a prophet. and God won't do anything without the prophet. Now, hear me. God will give a word to the prophet who then will come share the word. And the confirmation can be experienced and seen. But today, well, listen to me. God is speaking to anybody who has an ear to hear. And that doesn't diminish anybody's position as a prophet or any office as a prophet. It don't diminish that. Because there's special words that God does give to the prophet. But to only say that God is not speaking to anyone and only the prophet is to say that even I as a pastor do not have, uh, uh, there's, not, there's nothing for me basically uh, to do in leading God's people. Why am I here? God gives me a prophetic download and so on and so forth. So long story short, I was talking to uh, my son, and he, uh, I told him, I said, there's a way, Nostradamus, the same way as Albert Einstein, will go on what is called thinking experiments. You know what that means, saints of God? They will get alone by themselves, and they then will begin to speak uh, 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 into the atmosphere. Now, they were speaking unto God, but I'm sharing with you how it's been explained all throughout uh, 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 the years and centuries that they will then begin to speak and then think. They'll take the time, which we know the thinking is meditation. Prayer and meditation is not something kooky or spooky. Prayer and meditation should be the regular practice of the believer. There are times when you need to cut your phone off, your TV off, you need to unplug. You need to put that put that call into voicemail. I need to take these next five minutes, and I need to connect with the Father. I need to connect with His universal presence. 
that therefore when I walk away from this moment, I have the assurity and the confidence of what uh, uh, takes place when I pray. Am I making any sense to anybody? I know the lines are muted. I just need two people to unmute your line and say, I hear you, Pastor. If you understanding what I'm saying today, come on, unmute your line. Say, Pastor, I hear you. Pastor, I hear you. I hear you, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because that's the key. And here it is. I, the significance and the value of me being your man of God is that I can help walk you to that place. I can help train you in that place. And guess what? That place is always evolving. It's always evolving, which means you're going to go deeper in God. You're going to know more in God as you begin to move beyond the elementary. So let's go right to the Word of God. Go to First John. Where I tell you to go? First John five fourteen thirteen. I said, okay. We're going to read three verses of Scripture. I want you to write this down because this will help you have some effective prayer. And I guarantee you, what I'm teaching you, you did not learn in Sunday school. And folks who are still stuck on tradition, they will not be able to, um, they will not be able to get uh, how you're praying or why you're praying uh, this way or that way or so on and so forth. But I, I can assure you that watch here. The prayer that produces results is the only prayer that works. Everything else, just like Paul talks about, it, it's like as sounding brass and tinkling cymbals. You're making a whole lot of noise, but a whole lot is not happening. Who want to spend a life like that? Nobody. None of you should. None of you should. But you will unless you go deeper. So let's go deeper today. Ready? First uh, John 5, 4, 13. I need a reader. Pat, are you available to read? If you're able to read, let's get that First John 5, uh, 13, on down to the 15. That's the first yep. letter of the Apostle John. Go ahead. Okay. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, that, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. Now, stop here. Two things that happen in, that was not right there. Two things that happen in verse 13. Number one, that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. That means you believe in Jesus. Number two, you have eternal life. Are you seeing that? And then he goes back and says again, that you may believe on the name. Of the Son of God. Now look at this here in verse 13. We see the redundancy. Now anybody who who checks grammar would say, well, this is redundant. It shouldn't be in there. But there was always a significance whenever Scripture repeated itself. Let me teach you now. There was always a significance when Scripture repeated itself. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may know and that you may believe on the name of God. It sounds redundant, but he's talking to the believers who believe in Jesus. Who's the Son of God? Jesus, your elder brother. Okay? Watch what happened in verse 14. Come on. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, 
you here with us. Mm-hmm. And if, if we you know that anything, hold on, if you ask anything according to what? His will. Here's my question to you. Many of you who are in prayer, are you praying the will of God? Not are you hoping for it, are you praying it? Affirmative prayer is you being able to speak in agreement with God. Lord, you do not want me sick. You do not want me broke. You do not want me frustrated. So I will not pray hoping you change my situation. I will pray in the affirmative. Lord, I thank you that you're turning around my marriage. I thank you that you're opening the financial doors for me this year. Lord, I thank you that my body is healed, whole, delivered, and set free. That's speaking in the affirmative, according to his will. It's imperative we know the will of God. If you don't know the will of God, then what in the world are you asking him for? Lord, I just feel that if you just do this for me, I'll be okay. No, wait a minute. God, I'm only asking for what you said you won't give me. Come on, how many people know you can get confidence in that? If I, if you go into somebody who who are who who you're only asking for what they said, if you tell me you're gonna do something, I have every right to ask you where is it? Cause you told me you're gonna do it. Am I helping anybody here? When it comes to the Father and it comes to prayer, what did God, what does His Word and His will say about your marriage? What did His Word and His will say about your relationship with Him? About what you have in the physical world? What does the Word say about that? Again, there's a lot the Scripture says about where you should be economically and materially. Oh, I'm talking to mature people tonight. Oh, if, you, if you're not mature enough to handle this, you're ready to run off the line. But if you can, you will, you will be so different as you move forward in prayer. All right, so read verse 15. Come on, Pat. Verse 15. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. Whoa, wait a minute. And this is a confidence. That we have in him. That if we have anything according to his will, we know he hears us. So, that is to say, if I'm speaking outside of his will, if I don't understand his will, if I never have someone to teach me his will, that's the purpose of the pastor and the teacher in the fivefold ministry. We are to teach you, the believer, what is the will of God for your life. Now, once you know what the will of God is, you can ask according to that will, and know that he's hearing you. Because the only thing he's not going to hear is something outside of the will of God. Let me, let me give you something in that, in that case. Lord, I just want you to bless me. I don't need to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. I need, I need somebody to tell me, is that the will of God or not? Is it the will of God for you to be comfortable? Or is it the will of God for you to be rich? Absolutely. It's the will of God for you to have abundance. Now, here's the thing. If, and I say this all the time, hear me clearly, this is not prosperity preaching. This is the word of God preaching. Because poverty was tied to a curse. 
So those of you who have the mindset, well, I don't want to be rich. I just want to be comfortable. I, I taught you this. If you've been a part of the ministry for this amount of time, you know that the purpose of wealth is twofold. To glorify God and to better the lives of mankind. So the reason why you want to walk in the wealth, that's what the scripture says uh, in Job 36 and 11. Write that down. Side note. Job, matter of fact, let's turn there. Because i, I got to answer this question. We've got to look at the will of God in this case. Job 36 and 11. Let's quickly turn there. Keep your hand right here. And we're going to go forth in this case. Okay? Job 36 and 11. When you have it, somebody say amen. All right, let's go here and let me hasten this up. Job 36 and 11. All righty then. God, if you have it, if you don't, I, I, I have it right here. I'll keep go ahead and read it. All right. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Now, wait a minute. This is God. When you put this in proper context, in the 36th chapter of Job, what we're seeing here is with God, we're seeing how God deals with mankind, how he deals with us. And here's the prerequisite. If you obey, that means obedient, and serve, that means you're living and serving him, serving the kingdom. Those of you who are a part of the movement, you are serving the Lord. Here's, here's what we know his will to be. You should spend your what? Days in prosperity and your years in pleasure. That means you should have, in essence, a better life. Well, if that is the case, and I'm only praying to be comfortable, how many people know I'm not praying the will of God, and God is not obligated to hear me? Now, I'm only using that example, but that same example works for your health. That same example works for your marriage. Come on, what well, God has joined together, let no man put asunder. You praying that your husband die. You praying your wife die. Lord, just take him. I'm just done. Take no. What do you mean? What? No, that's not the will of God. Lord, touch his heart. Lord, touch her heart. Because God, if you work on them, I never have to worry about them mistreating me. See, that's the intercession you got to have. And again, I don't want to get too deep inside of that. We only talk about praying the will of God, but I'm giving you multiple examples. Why we got to understand that the reason why uh, our prayers are, have not been effective is, number one, you got to know the will of God. you got to know his plan for man. And God has a plan, and he's put it in your hand. And when we begin to understand that, now we can have clear communication. And every time I look around in my life and I don't see what he's promised, I can go back to my daddy and say, Daddy, wait a minute, Daddy. Daddy, I'm not seeing what you said I should see, so I'm asking you for it. Because you said it, I now have every right to ask you for what you said. It's a difference if I just want it. Well, I just want to be rich. Yeah, I just want this. No, I, I'm only going to him because he said, wait a minute. I should spend my days in prosperity, my years in pleasure. 2018 is going to be a year of what this power, perspective, and positioning. I can expect God in those three areas. Empower me, God. Uh, change my perspective, my view of things. And then reposition me in this life where I can be the hand, the glove rather, in which you put your hand to do what you will in, in, with your master's plan. 
That's the key. All right. So, so now that I know I'm playing his will, I know he hears me. But watch what verse 15 goes on to say. And if we know, the word know here, K-N-O-W, is where we get the understanding of knowledge. If we have the knowledge that he hears us, whatsoever, whatsoever, underline that in your scripture, whatsoever you ask, then we know we have the potentials of him, of what we desire. Now, stop here. Now, it's so powerful. I can't skate by this. I'm running out of time. That's why you want to meet us again on next week. But let me just say this here. When the scripture says that we know we have the petitions, what's a petition? Anybody, somebody open the unmute line. Tell me what you think a petition is. What is a petition? Come on. Anybody. No wrong answers here. What's a petition? What do you think? What do you think he means by uh, petition? I got I got about three people right now who's looking it up right online on Google right now. I see it. <laughs> exactly. That's simply what it is. Is it making a request? That's what all a petition is. Think about it. Anytime somebody would be removed from office or there's a grievance among government, what do the people go out and do? They sign what? Petition for something to be done. They sign a written request. We, 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 persons, are making a request for this to happen. All right? So I want to put that in proper context. A petition is a request. And if we know that he hears us, then we know we have the petition or the request of that what we desire of them, of him. Now, guess what that means? Now that I have confidence when I go into prayer, how do you think my prayer life should be? Making a request. And we're back. Uh, the enemy don't want y'all to hear this, but it's okay. We're going we're gonna to press on through it. If you know he hears you, tell me what type of time should you be having in prayer? Should you be coming to prayer in cowardice and cowardly? Say, oh, God, I know I don't deserve it, but if you just be so kind, if you just go ahead and work this out, no, you can go boldly before the throne of grace and say, Father, it's me, and I speak your will over my life, over my family. I speak your will in my finances. I speak your will. I know what they said when they were going to cut it off and they're going to cut it down or they're going to come and do this, but God, I speak your will. That you should apply all my need according to your riches and glory, because I'm a giver, because I give into the kingdom of God. That God, you shall make ways out of no way, rivers in the desert, and ways in the wilderness, because I myself am committed to the things of you. My point is this, when you understand now the confidence you can have in prayer, 
you no longer are tucking your tail between your legs, uh, having a bad time in prayer. And let's be honest, you know why some people don't pray? Because they feel it doesn't work. That's why they loathe it. But when you understand what I'm teaching you today, you'll long for prayer. You'll want to spend time with prayer. And that time can be three minutes. It can be five. It can be 15. It can be a half an hour. It can be five hours. But the time I'm spending in prayer, I know some stuff is happening. Because his word, he has to stand by his word. Because if God doesn't stand by his word, then guess what, everybody? He can't be God. So write this down. Let me give you these, let me give you these three points. These points when you're praying. I'm going to give you these three points, the points when you're praying. Now that we've established that we now understand, as long as we're praying his will, he got to hear us. Guess what that should do for you? It should change the way you've been praying. Because many of you have not been praying his will. You have not, because you didn't know it. And while that's not an excuse for you to stay where you are, it should be something that lights the fire to help you to go even further. Somebody say amen. It should light your fire to make you want to say, Lord, I'm missing a whole lot in my life. And in 2019, oh, no, I'm changing my position right now. I'm no longer going to miss out like I missed out in 15 and 16 and 14 and 12 and the year 2000. I missed out on a whole lot. Not in 2019. 2019 is a year of birthing. That's why nine is a biblical number for birth. God says, I'm going to allow you to birth this year. Increase is happening coming your way. Somebody ought to be saying glory to God. All opportunities are coming your way. More opportunities than you can even handle. Than you can imagine. You have to pray and ask the Lord, which opportunity can I take? Because I know they are from you. It's all from you. Which one is going to be the best for me? The better opportunity. Glory be to God. All right? So let's go even further, right? Ready? Um, uh, uh, what did I tell you to go? Oh, and I'm, I'm giving you a point. All righty? So here's the first thing you got to understand. Now that we're understanding about affirmative prayer, and uh, we put together an affirmative prayer guide, the process of affirmative prayer, all right? It's available online uh, in our store. You can uh, feel free to get it. But uh, I'm going to give you some principles and next week, we're going to go through the prayer and meditation process of affirmative prayer. I'm going to show you how to spend some adequate time with the Father in confidence, not hoping God do it, but knowing. And we know this, knowing God will do this. Amen? There's some things right now, and I want you to hear what I'm saying. There's some things right now in my own life that has yet to manifest, but I know it's his will, so therefore I can speak in it, believe in it, and this brings me to the first point I want you to understand. When it comes to you praying in this way, you got to have two things working for you. Write this down. Number one, you got to be able to say it, that's speaking his will, and then display it. What do I mean by say it and display it? Write it down just like that. Say it, display it. I'm talking about your words and your emotions. Your words 
Lord, you said in your word that if I obey and serve you, I should spend my days in prosperity, my years in pleasure. Then why am I living a miserable Christian life? Why? Because you're living beneath your privilege. That's not the will of God for you. God's will is that any on your job, everywhere you go. Listen, you ought not be quiet about Jesus. You ought not be quiet about the Lord. When people ask you how you doing, I'm blessed and highly favored. Praise God. Come on, you ought not be ashamed. I don't care if you're in the den of, of sinners. You ought to be the one bringing the light. Come on, somebody. So here it is. You got to say it and display it. And that's your words got to have emotions behind you. This is the first point when it comes to affirmative prayer. Is your words got to have, you got to be, be uh, uh, accompanied or connected to your emotions. Now, why is emotion so important? Why is emotion so important? You ready? Emotions are so important because what emotions do is it allows you to get in the atmosphere, to get hyped up about the things of God. See, I saw it both ways. I saw some folk who had the prayers. I mean, I know some people who can get on the phone or get on get 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 in a live meeting and they can play folk under a bus, under the bench. They use so many words and Father, we thank you that your glory ascends to the sky, causing the ethereal the ethereal heavens to rain down upon us, whereby the understanding and the enlightenment begin to root up from the inside, causing us to come. And it sounds so wonderful. Guess what they do? They got the words, but they don't have the emotion. So they don't believe nothing that they say. The emotions is based on your belief. When I go before the, my, my dad, when I go before daddy, I got to go before him saying, Lord, I know you love me, and I believe you have every intention for the better of me. Lord, I thank you. You got to go with the, the emotions. The emotions. Are you following me? All right. So, all right. So we talk about saying it, and we're talking about displaying it. Saying it and displaying it. Your prayer time has to be so intense, even if it's only for two minutes, that when you walk away, you don't really gave it over to God. To pick it up no more. That if you got to cry out before the Lord, that's when you can cry out before the Lord. Because on the opposite end, guess what I've seen, saints of God? I saw people who have a whole lot of emotions but no words. And they've rested on the understanding that, and, it, and you know, many of you probably have heard it this way. That sometimes when you don't know what to say, all you've got to say is, and the Holy Spirit will make earnings and groanings on your behalf. Now, that sounds good. Yes, it does. Well, guess what? Guess what that violates? In Scripture, that's an old song. It violates the Scripture in this sense. When the, when the, when the Scripture says the Holy Spirit will make uh, uh, intercession on your behalf, that's talking about when you're so overwhelmed that you cannot put into proper context what you are saying or need to say. Holy Spirit then takes it and, and begins to interpret it before the Father in heaven. But here's what we must understand. we got to pray His will, which means our words got to be in alignment. You can walk around with a whole bunch of emotions. 
you can walk around. I remember when, why well, need to buy them? I'll, I'll always say it when I talk about this. When she was at the height of her ministerial career, she would hold prayer conferences called the dressing floor. And it'd be a, <laughs> it'd be a whole lot of folks who come out, and nothing wrong with that. And what they will be doing is they will go forth and they'll be praying in the spirit and all kinds of stuff and all this emotion is going forth and this and that. And here's the thing. My question would be how many of them would train the word of God? But it's all right to have the emotion, but you got to the words and the emotion. You got to know what the will of God is and have the emotion invoking your belief, your feeling. You got to feel that you are, that it's already done. And sometimes that may take you hyping up yourself. And there's nothing wrong with it. Because when I can get that feeling in my subconscious, this is how God created us. Now I'm able to manifest it in my life. Because now I'm walking around as if I already am what I asked him for. Take a moment and think about what I just said. I now can go around already knowing I'm healed. Even though the doctor may be talking about cancer. I can go around knowing that he supplied all my need according to his riches and glory. Even though I just got three bills that came into my house, sitting on my kitchen table, that need to be paid or they're going to disconnect. Nuh-uh. Wait a minute. Lord, you said, thank you. Woo! That God somehow, some way, somewhere, you can open up the door for me to provide a service, sell a product, or, 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 or do something that people can be a blessing unto me and that increase can be done and taken to uh, satisfy whatever the need is. It's the emotions behind it. And that's it. I want to share this with you. And I've I, I shown you this before. But again, we're running out of time. So let me give it to you this way. Go to Mark 11.24. Let's go to Mark 11.24. And then I'm going to open the floor for any prayer. Any questions about what I'm teaching? Any questions? And then we're going to pray and close out, okay? Boy, I love, I love teaching on this. I mean, it did revolutionize my life. Revolutionize my life. Ready? Mark eleven twenty four. This is my absolute favorite scripture in the entire world. Or in the Bible, I should say, not the world. <laughs> you know what I mean. My favorite scripture in the entire Bible. All right? Need somebody to read it. I pass this past new answer. Come on. Therefore, I say unto you, with things forever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Now stop here. So take out the word believe and read it. Just skip over the word believe. Ready? Now, we, now, now guess what? Without well, skipping over the word believe, what you're doing is you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna move with the word, but you're removing the emotion. Is everybody following what I'm teaching? Ready? Read. Go ahead, Pat. Read, read it. When we pray... Go ahead. When we pray, receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, <laughs> you see how that goes? Uh, whatsoever you desire when you pray, receive them, and you shall have them. Now, that, 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 in one sense, can appear to make logical sense. But you and I know that it will not manifest in your life 
because it's missing the vital ingredient that moves God. What is that? Your faith. Write that down. Write down. My faith is so important that even God won't hear me without it. Oh, Pastor, you need to clarify that because that's not what I learned in Sunday school. But let me help you clarify. Let me help clarify it for you. Ready? Your faith is what moves God, not your circumstance. It's your belief. So when we read Mark eleven twenty four without the term belief, you have what is called the word with no emotion. That belief, whatever it takes for you to get to that place of believing, whether it's affirmation, whether it's the tree, whether you sitting, listen, sometimes I, I drive down the street when I'm driving, and to myself, I keep speaking his word over my life. Thank you. Thanking him already in advance for the things we're going to be able to do, the, the many places that this ministry is going to touch, the buildings and the facilities that we're going to have. Thanking him already. Thank you, Lord, for the $30 million to complete the 10-year vision that we can do in two. Thank you, Lord. I'm already thanking God for it. What am I doing? Why am I doing all that? I'm getting that so inside of my spirit, so inside of my my subconscious, that it began to be the thing I manifest. I don't have a lot of time to talk about the subconscious tonight, so we're going to do this in another time of prayer. But understand this. Now when we read that scripture and we add back in the belief, which represents the emotion, now let's read the scripture and understand it a different way. Ready, Pat? Read Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Look at that. So, can we all uh, uh, agree that many of you don't have an issue with praying, you got an issue with believing. <laughs> oh, somebody getting freed up tonight. I feel God in this. You have an issue with believing. You don't believe. That's why you got contingency plans. Lord, if this don't work out, I'm going to go that way. No, wait a minute. It's not if this don't work out. God, I believe for you to do just what you said you're going to do. Or else, why are we wasting our time? You don't have an issue with praying. Everybody prays. You got an issue with believing. And that believing is the emotion. Write this down. Here's another word for emotion. Ready? Ready? Write this. The second thing I'm going to give you is it's the intention behind what you're praying. Your intention. Last place we're going to go to tonight. Mark, uh, go to uh, Matthew. Gospel according to Matthew 7 chapter. We close it out right here, guys. And I'm going to open the floor for any questions. So if you got any questions, write them down while I'm teaching. So I can bring some clarity so you have an understanding. Go to Matthew 7 and 7. Oh, I trust that you're being blessed tonight. I hope and believe that you're able to receive what the Lord is saying unto the church. Matthew 7 and 7, when you have it, Sister Pat from New Hampshire is going to read it. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, 
and it shall be opened unto you. Now, when I taught this to you before, I showed you how it's not enough just to have conversation when it comes to prayer. You gotta have emotion and intention behind what you're saying. It coincides with what I'm teaching you today. Why? You see three steps in the prayer experience being shown right here with Jesus was teaching at the Sermon of the Mount. What's the three steps? Number one, he says, ask, and what's going to happen when you ask? It shall be given, right? But then it doesn't stop there, because then he says, seek. What does it mean to seek? It means that you are literally going after the very thing you ask the Lord according to his will in prayer. I believe it so much that I'm already preparing. If I'm not preparing my credit, I'm preparing my bank account. If I'm not preparing my bank account, I'm picking out the house, the car, the experience that I want to see, that I need to see. I'm already picking that out. Where are you going vacation next year? Have you picked it out? Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I just ain't got enough money to go do all that. Ain't nobody tell you you got to pay for it right now. Go pick it out. And then you keep going before the Father. Lord, you said if I serve you, I spend my days in prosperity, my years in pleasure. Well, Lord God, this year I want to have some pleasure where I can get away and I can just get in your face and I can just be renewed and, and, and subdued and I can come back stronger and greater than ever before. See, we don't think like that. That's why I'm teaching you. So, in this Matthew 7 and 7, we see three things, or two things, I should say. We see, number one, the prayer. Then number two, we see the attention. If you want to have effective prayer, it's not enough for you to go telling God this laundry list, grocery list of all the things you want and all the things you need washed and corrected. But then you've got to go forth and have the intention behind what you pray. And sometimes when you invoke that intention, that's why prayer is known as the what? Invocation. The invocation. You're invoking the emotion and the desire. But I'm asking him according to his will. So I'm spending my time, not just with my words, but with my emotions. And when I finish, guess what? I walk away in peace. But the last thing I'm going to give you, write this down. How do you know if you have really prayed and believed God for what you prayed for? You ready? Here's how you know when you can walk away in peace. When you got peace about something, you ain't tripping. I ain't got a trip. What I'm tripping for? I already put that in the hands of God. Now, let me, let me thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me make clear of this. I'm not telling you to do nothing but pray. Because faith without works is dead. You can't just have the faith. You got to go out and put the hands to the plow. You understand? So it's not enough for you to go, oh, I'm going to sit here and pray, and I'm just going to believe, and that's it. No, if you believe that much, then you go down, take yourself to go see the house, take yourself to go test drive the car, take yourself to go start picking out the furniture, take yourself to go, come on, whatever that is. I don't know what you believe in God for. Why want to be healed? Okay, well, well, take yourself to the gym and start looking at the plan that you're going to get when the time is right. So you can walk in, so you can strengthen your, your new, healed, and whole body. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? This is why we got to move beyond the elementary, and we got to get to that place of full 
confidence and knowing in God. Not all emotion, not all intellect, but a balance of the two. I got my words, what I'm saying, and my intention and my emotion, what I'm feeling about what I'm saying. And guess what he says in the process? Whatever I ask for, I'm going to receive. Now, whatever I seek after, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to find. And when I knock, the door is going to be open. You see three parts of that prayer. You see one intention. And after the, I mean, after, after the conversation, rather, the request, here comes the intention behind the request. Because here's the thing. How do I know if you really believe God? When you can go after that which you ask them for and be in peace while you're doing it. If you're not in peace, you don't believe God yet. And, you, and guess what? Because this is new for some of you, you might have to spend more time. Lord God, I just want to thank you. Lord God, help me to be convinced of your word so I can trust you and not trust my circumstance. Come on. Come on. That's how that works. Are you following me? All right. So let's pause right here so I don't get too deep on you. And, uh... I want to answer any questions that anybody may have as it relates to what I taught tonight. Are there any questions or anybody who needs any clarity? Come on. The lines are open. We're getting ready to close out in a moment. Any questions? Come on. I don't want to rush you. All right, we got some echo feedback here. Pastor Blue, good evening, sir. Good evening. Brother Allen from Kissimmee, Florida. All right. Question for you. Um. I know myself and a few other people that I've had conversation with in previous time and venues and space, they have shared that they believe that they're supposed they're put on this earth for more. Your teaching has always told us scripturally that we are supposed to have more and there's nothing wrong as even what you stated that we we're supposed to have more financially, spiritually and everything. It's not supposed to be lopsided, it's supposed to be all the way around. Right. Mm-hmm. The question I'm asking is this. Sometimes you may find yourself in a low place. What would you recommend, whether it be male or female, brothers and sisters, apart from a scripture or anything like that, what can we do to even elevate or get ourselves back on track? That is a great question, Alwyn. Thank you for sharing. And that's such an appropriate question because sometimes... You can go through something where the wind is taken out of yourself. Let me tell you how you get that back. Uh, you do what is called creating a spiritual atmosphere. At that time when you're going through that low place, guess what you need to jumpstart? Your spirit. You need to jumpstart. How, how do I jumpstart my spirit? Some people can do it by music. You need to play music. 
sometimes you got to get around people who speak faith. You got to get around people who speak faith. I, one thing I can guarantee you from myself, Pastor Michelle, and any, any leader who, who gets on this line, you, you show up for any of our spiritual gatherings, and you're going you to be supercharged in faith. So, again, create a spiritual atmosphere. A, do it through music. B, through it, uh, connect with people who are flowing or what is called vibrating at that higher level. That will have an impact on you. Because that inspiration then comes off on you. And then thirdly, refresh yourself in the things of God, the Word of God. Refresh yourself. Go back to His promises. And get excited about what He says. See, I'm going to be honest with you guys. It's not that I'm looking to prove God wrong in any capacity. But I'm so excited about what He says. That guess what? I dared him not to be wrong. Because there's no way he could be. I'm super excited about what he said. God, you said I should be the head and not the tail. But God, you're going to change my positioning. Lord, you, you promised that, uh, 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 um, that I'll be blessed when I come and blessed when I go. Guess what that means? You're going to change my perspective. And Lord... You've given me the power to be, do, have, and become. That means you're going to empower me. Everything the Lord spoke about to us about this year, power, perspective, positioning. This is a year of power, perspective, positioning. All this month, I'm going to be teaching on those three. So hopefully that answers your question. When you get to that low place, again, create a spiritual atmosphere. How do we do that? We do that through music. Put on gospel music. Shut everything off. Any listen. <laughs> there is a. Um, uh, there is a. I have satellite radio in my truck. So when I'm driving different cities and different places we're going, satellite radio allows me to be able to um, uh, still have music coming in without trying to figure out the stations of the area I'm in. So there's one channel called Urban View on satellite radio. And Urban View has some thought-provoking conversations about the black experience. But there are times i got to shut it off because a lot is spoken about the, the challenges of being African-American and how people have done wrong in this area, that area. My point is this, it weighs down on my spirit. And I shut it off and move to something else that's uplifting and, and that's power positive and powerful and keep me reminded on the promises of God. Because if you live this like, life like I live it, it is easy to look around and quickly get discouraged when you know what culture you come from and you know the disparities and the egregious behavior that oftentimes people of color have faced. You can easily, but then guess what? The reason why I don't let that get me down, because I know I'm the creator of my own experience. I create this. Not a racist, redneck who don't like black folks. I create this, which means that if I know this joker is racist and redneck, I don't have to be in that environment. I can be doing what I do in my area 
promoting, moving forward in terms of, but I'm giving you an example, and that's a great question, to understand you can create a spiritual atmosphere, and the atmosphere you create is what's going to add greater value to keep you vibrating at the high level you need to be to manifest the life you're looking for. Because those of you who may not be used to that type of language about vibration, everything is energy. Go back to biology, they'll tell you. Go back to quantum physics, they'll tell you. Everything is energy. Inside of us is energy. When somebody gets healed and you pray for them, guess what happened? There was a transference of energy, healing energy, that reached there. Everything is energy. We just don't use that language a lot. And when people do, you look at them like they're all going to another planet. But the reality is, it's all energy. Everything is made up of atoms and energy and, and, and so on and so forth. And, and that's why when you walk inside of a room and you know somebody got something negative on them, you can feel it. What happens? You pick up on their energy, their aura. Well, you can shift that by creating a spiritual atmosphere. we got to learn how to quickly go to a spiritual atmosphere. You got YouTube, play worship music. Uh, uh, you got it on your phone, Apple Music, you know. Hey, you know what? Here's another thing, a great thing. Get our teaching. We're on Apple to iTunes. Get our teaching. Look up Better Lifeology with A.L. Blue. Keep playing the words going forth in your hearing, your hearing in your ear. Teachings like this. Keep listening over and over to it. We'll make it available. It'll be on our podcast. Or if you like it, download it. You certainly can. Just uh, uh, let us know you, you would like it. Uh, you know, again, keep that in your atmosphere. And what's going to happen is you're going to be reprogramming your inner world that your inner world now begins to create your outer world. Does that make sense? Everyone? Amen. Good question, Alan. Anybody else? Any other questions before we close out? Oh, I know I'm over time now, but this is well worth it. Any other questions? Oh, what about comments? W-D-Y-L. We do this every time I teach. What did you learn or what did you like? How are you here? Hi, Pastor. This is Angeli from Kisini. All right. Um, what I learned tonight, which is so important for me, is that when people come to me, um, when I say a word, I like the way you explained it, that we really have to be careful who comes and give us the prophetic word, that it's important for us to wait it, instead of just taking us for what it is. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. And, and the reason why, because, again, people will deal so casually with God. You should be a, listen, it's kind of like in school when somebody, somebody talk about your mama. All right? Somebody talk about your mother, that's fighting words. Your mama this, your mama that. Now, watch it here. You know it ain't true. So why are you getting all upset? Because you care so much for your parents that you ain't going to let nobody disrespect you. We gotta be that way with God. Yes. We're living in the day and time where so many people, God's speaking to them about everything else but themselves. Now, help me to understand that. 
that during our teachings and our gatherings, I'm going to give a special acknowledgement to all of our VIP guests, kind of like our visitors, a person who's a VIP, very important uh, uh, person, you know, we're going, to, we're going to recognize them, we're going to see who invited them, and I'm going to start rewarding those of you who invite the most people, that's it. All you're doing is inviting them to come take an experience of the better life. Some may say, well, it's not for me. It's okay. Everybody don't want to be blessed. Some people want to stay broke or broken, I should say. Not everybody want to be blessed and free. So you can't get upset if somebody say, nah, it's not me. You bless them and say, well, praise God. Thank you for coming. But we got to do our part with plugging people in. Uh, to the movement, because it's the movement that God is going to use to help establish His kingdom, the kingdom of God on earth. So we got a lot of stuff getting ready to hit the ministry. Uh, 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 our staff is investing a lot of uh, money into making sure that things are brought up to speed, uh, even on our website, our interactive programs, the different things we're going to be doing, our live meetings this year. This year we told you guys, uh, when we cast a vision, we're doing more spiritual campaigns this year, okay? We're going to be in different places, bringing the Word of God, bringing the truth of God. All those things are going to be available, amen? Amen. All right, so get ready. I'm going to be posting some things on GroupMe. If we post it on GroupMe, feel free to download it to your phone, your device, use it online, uh, share it online. Okay, we got some things that will be powerful uh, with spreading the word. And we're going to give you some physical copies, uh, whether you're local or not. When I say local, I'm talking about, well, really, I can't say local because we got people all over. Wherever you are, uh, if you have a desire to share this movement, then again, we want to know about it. Email me at pastoralblue at gmail.com and say, Pastor, I want to be a part of the VIP program where I can invite special VIP guests to come in and tune in. Email me. Send me an email, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to make sure you have uh, what you need to go out and spread the word about this movement and what we're about. Because this year, you all know the vision. We want to open up 10 cities. 10 cities. We already in quite a bit, but we want to have 10 cities that we're going to strengthen. And of those cities, we're going to at least have... Uh, uh, have uh, of those cities uh, to have community gatherings, at least five, to go forth. But this is going to help you with those gatherings. So you can invite people to come out and uh, the live meeting. So we got we got uh, some good uh, content that's getting ready to be released to help you spread the word about who we are and what we do. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to his holiness. All right, guys, well, we're going to get ready to close out. Uh, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I pray that you are, have been blessed tonight from the teaching on prayer. All right, I'm going to pray with you. Of course, we never like to close out our time together without giving you an opportunity to be a blessing unto the Lord. I want you, every person who can, I want you to get a special offering in your hand. Prepare to give a special offering tonight. Now, here's the thing. This special offering... I'm going to give you a guideline, okay? I'm going to challenge you to give a $100 fee. If you cannot do 100 get as close to it as you can. But do not, and I repeat, do not walk away from teachings like this 
without you finding a way out how you can be a blessing. Don't walk away empty-handed. That day is over. When it comes to what we do in the kingdom of God, we have to practice generosity. And I'm asking for your generosity. This ministry is very generous when it comes to the outreach and the impact we've made and we've been doing all year long. We've reached quite a bit of people. Well, that comes from our generosity. Us being generous, us being able to say, hey, guys, this is what we want to provide or this is how we can help your initiative. But guess what? Make no sense of the ministry generosity. Generous, but we don't have generous people. You want this year to flow in the fullness of God. That, Lord, every opportunity I have to give, I'm going to take it. And if you can do what I'm challenging to do, Matter of fact, I dare you, for all those of you who've been asking God to make you a million-dollar giver, I dare you to try and meet every time God gives me a challenge, a financial challenge for the people, I dare you to be one of the first ones to give. Or at least give as close to it as you can. Because if we want to see the ridiculous, ridiculousness of God, that's a ridiculous blessing. He says, I pull you out of blessing, you don't have room enough to receive. That's a ridiculous blessing. If we want that, then we got to be ridiculous seed sowers. Come on, somebody. But God is going to bless that. Amen? All right, well, we're going to get ready to pray. How can I give, Pastor? We'll be posted. The many of you know, if you're on Cash App, one of my newest ways to give. If you're not on Cash App, I encourage you to download Cash App. It's free. They even give you a, a nice little card attached to your account. Download is one of the easiest ways to give now unto the ministry with lower fees. Cash App is a great one. Uh, or you can go right to our website. Now, if you'll give on Cash App, uh, here's the Cash App tag. Better Life Increase. That's a dollar sign. Better Life Increase. On Cash App, it's a dollar sign. Better Life Increase. You can give right there. Or you can uh, go to the website, betterlifepeople.com. We got a new look to our website. We're changing some things. If you want to go in and check it out, betterlifepeople.com. Click on Donate Now. You can give there. But, again, I want to tell every person who can. If you got to huddle up with somebody and see what's possible, then you do that. But stay in the habit of giving because if God is going to bless you this year, you got to give them a reason, too. You cannot have a harvest if there be no seed. And I'm not talking about your tithes. You owe God your tithes. I'm talking about your sowing. That's, the, that's where the harvest comes into place. Not from the tithes. I teach that all the time. We owe God our tithes. But we sow an offering. And I want you to do that tonight. Okay? Every person can. Leave me with $100 seed. I'm certainly giving $100 tonight. Uh, and I believe in God as well. As we move forward, there's some things I, I'm getting super excited about of what the Lord going to do this year through this ministry, and it's going to be a powerful thing. Amen. But I need your financial support. I need your help. And I want you to stretch above and beyond your ties this year. Come on. Let's do it. It's going to take us $30 million to complete everything we're called to do. And we can do it. Whether God blesses 30 of you to be a millionaire and you give $1 million, or God bless 15 of you to be a millionaire, and you give uh, 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 500000 
Either way, it doesn't matter. We believe in God to increase his people this year, that everything we're called to do, we're going to do, be, have, and become. We got to expand. We got to hit the road. We got to do some, some great meetings to open up different areas, let folks come out, know what the movement is about, hear the teachings, plug in. Amen. This is what God has called us to do. And uh, this cannot be done because all we're doing is having a one-sided relationship. Where we're eating, 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 and not even blessing uh, uh, the cook or the restaurant for providing the food. Amen. Uh, hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Hopefully you got that. All right, guys. Listen, I love you all. I love all my sons and daughters, spiritual sons and daughters, and people of God who are listening in. I'm so excited about what you're going to become this year. I'm so excited about all the good and great things God is doing. And I want to encourage you. The best is yet to come, and there's no limit to what God is going to do. Amen. God bless you all. Let's get ready to pray. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Hallelujah. 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 As we get ready to pray, I want to encourage you, like never before, not to forget this Wednesday coming, we're starting our live community gathering. If you are in the area where we have a presence of this ministry, you want to go ahead and sign up online under the community gathering link so we know to be expecting you. But uh, we're going to be going forth this Wednesday at 730. This Wednesday at 730 will be a powerful time of gathering all together uh, in the kingdom of God. Amen? All right, let's get ready to pray. Every head is bowed, every eye closed. And I thank you in advance for those of you who are giving and meeting the challenge of that which the Lord has spoken to me to challenge you in, as well as myself. Amen. We're going to give a hundred dollars each tonight, or get as close to that as you can. If sin, sin is close, you show God your faithfulness. Show God your faithfulness. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you tonight. We thank you, Lord that you have given us insight and understanding according to the truth of prayer. Lord, we pray that you will help us to raise up beyond the limitations of our yesterday to walk in the fullness of our tomorrow. We thank you for your increase inside of our lives, in our families. God, we thank you right now that, Lord, you are bringing the past everything that you've promised according to your word right here and right now. How, God, you are causing uh, such an awareness to go forth inside of us that the ordinary no longer is due. But God, we are looking for the extraordinary in you. Father, let every step we take be guided by your presence. Let every decision we make be led by your wisdom. And more importantly, Lord God, allow this ministry to be even better because we're a part of it. Father, I thank you for how you blessing people from the north, the south, the east, and the west, all over the country tonight, oh God. Oh God, we thank you that you're causing your anointing to break the yoke of bondage and erase the spirit of ignorance, that we can walk in awareness of who you are and who we are in you. Bless us tonight. Bless us in this way. And thank you for the Better Life Empowerment Movement. Thank you for Better Life the Movement. And with God, you are going to do some amazing things this year. And Lord, all we're saying right now is we're getting ready. We're getting ready.
ready to pack the bags. We're getting ready to get in position. We're getting ready to lead people to a better relationship with you. We're getting ready to serve people where they can understand the love of you. And Lord God, we thank you today that you would not have brought us this far unless you desire to take us even further. Have your way right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we give you the praise tonight for your words, your truth, and our understanding. Let what was spoken begin to take residence and cause residence uh, with you and your will and your way for our lives. And God, we will be so kind to thank you in advance, but this is our prayer and this is our desire. In Jesus' name. And the people of God said, thank God. Amen. All right, everybody, that's my time. Thank God for yours. And don't forget when you pray, not just the words, but also the emotions. Not just uh, decreeing, but also feeling and believing. The intention behind the prayer is what makes it more powerful. Amen. Thank you all for being on the line. Have a great night. Thank you for those of you who are giving, who are sowing. God, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he increase you in every turn. This is our prayer and will be your better life experience. God bless you. Have a great day, everybody. And listen, do me a favor. Get up on the group meeting. And I just want you to share with a few folks how you've been blessed tonight. If you've been blessed by tonight's prayer, you go and you tell everybody on grouping the prayer teaching. And if you're going to do it online, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Let's spread the word. Anytime you bless, if you walk away encouraged, and guess what? Go brag about it. Boast in the Holy Ghost. Paul said it's okay. <laughs> God bless you all. Have a great day, everybody. And listen, let's continue to remember our sister Annette. As she's going through her process of being refocused, revitalized, and getting back into a proper place. We miss her so much. All right, let's keep her in prayer. God bless you all. Have a great day. Bless one another before you get off the call. Prayer is power. That's right. That's all I want you to decree and declare. Prayer is power. God bless you all. And thank you again. Prayer is power. Have a blessed evening, everyone. Let's all have a blessed night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a blessed night. Thank you, Pastor. Prayer is power. Everyone be blessed.
We would like to thank you for tuning in to Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast with A.O. Blue, produced by Better Life Media. We trust that you have been blessed by today's teaching. Please let us know at pastorALblue at gmail.com. For more information and to obtain a copy of today's broadcast, please visit www.betterlifeseeker.com. Just click the tab that says more, then shop. Thank you for spending time with this ministry. To discover the tools and techniques to build your better life now, we would like to you to give a donation to support the ministry. You can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Again, you can text any amount to 407-456-7300. Or you can go to www.betterlifeseeker.com. Click on Donate Now where you can give through Cash App or PayPal online. Every gift is a gift that helps us to lead people to better. We bless you, we love you, and want you to always remember God created your life, but it's up to you to create the level of your living. And we, the Better Life Spiritual Community, can help. See you again next time on Better Life Ology Radio Broadcast, where it's already getting better. Thank you.